Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content. You'll find anywhere. What's up in War Eagle, everybody? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here, Auburn Express, talking a little bit about Auburn versus Texas A&M. And, you know, I watched a few Texas A&M games, but I am not by any means a an expert on what's happening in Aggieland or what's going on in College Station. So... In order to make sure that we are on point today, we've got my guy, Stefaniak. <laughs> Andrew, yes, man, sir. is in here from Locked On Aggies to talk a little bit about Texas A&M and this game coming up Saturday. Andrew, how you feeling today, dude? I'm feeling really good, and this is a fun ball game. I just can't wait to see how this one plays out. It is going to be an interesting game. I think, uh, you know, Auburn and Texas A&M on similar trajectories as far as trying to have a bounce back season from a disappointing campaign last year. Similar in that, you know, we started the season fairly well, other than the Miami loss, which I think, uh, you know, Texas A&M fans, I, I don't pretend to be in those circles, which feel like they let that one slip away, right? Had an opportunity to win that ball game uh, early in the season. And Auburn winning a tough and ugly game versus Cal. So again, the, the the records aren't identical, but I feel like we're in very similar places. New offenses, trying to figure out how we can get all of these teams back on track. Uh, but tell me kind of the mood and the temperament in the Aggie fan base right now. You know, it wasn't great for a couple days after the Miami loss. Like you said, that was a game. I think the Hurricanes outplayed the Aggies. But there were a lot of of missed opportunities that could have made that more of a ball game than it really was. So um, that was one Aggie fans would like back. 
Right. And, you know, so I think the mood after that ball game, like you said, it wasn't great, but now, you know, we, we moved on, you play Louisiana Monroe, you get yourself right. And now you get ready to host the Auburn Tigers in what should be a really a fun football game. So I think that the mood in Texas A&M is, Hey, we're zero and zero in SEC play, right? You know, and it's time to prove what we got here and you got a good football team coming to town. So this is your opportunity to kind of prove to the world. What, what does this Texas A&M team have? And it's a big opportunity for the Aggies and the Auburn Tigers. It's going to be a fun football game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the dynamic of what's transpired so far. <clears throat> In the offseason, there was a lot, uh, much ado, maybe about nothing, about the relationship potentially uh, with offensive play calling changing, and you're bringing in the new guy with Bobby Petrino. How has that gone so far from your perspective watching the Aggies on Saturdays? You know, I'll tell you, Coach Petrino, um, you know, I know that there's a little history to him that um, isn't great, but when it comes to football, hmm. the game of football, he is a genius on calling offensive plays. I actually heard, you know, Coach Freeze had a presser talking about, you know, what Coach Petrino brings to the table. Right. And so the dynamic, and you're right, that was a big off-season topic. Right. Will, uh, will, you know, are they going to butt heads? Are they going to fight on the sidelines? Are we going to see some, some, you know, fighting going on between Jimbo and Coach Bobby Petrino? And three games into the year, it's been, you haven't really seen any issues. You know, uh, they kind of, Coach Petrino in his press conference before the season kind of stopped and said, hey, you know, we're not, we don't need boxing gloves. We're going to be talking. We're going to be during the week planning out what we're going to do. We're going to have our script for the first few plays. We're going to make a plan together. And once we get into the game, I'm going to call the plays. If Jimbo wants to give his two cents, he can kind of like, you know, I heard, um, I heard a couple things from coach freeze. Like I said, talking about how he called a couple plays against Cal, right? Jimbo's, you know, he's the head coach. If he wants to give his opinion, he can give his opinion. And thus far that hasn't led to any kind of, fights or you know issues and and i don't think it's going to i get where the narrative was coming from on that but i don't think you're going to see anything come from that and so far they've both handled themselves well and it's kind of been a joke to them like i said they've been you know joking about they need boxing gloves based on what everybody's saying which is funny um but you know so far i've been impressed with what coach petrino has done and i know we'll get into this the issues have not been on the offensive side of the football no texas a and texas a and m is moving the ball putting up points for sure um, but surprisingly, I think the defense has been an issue for them. I don't want to jump to the defense just yet because I do want to stay on the offensive side of the ball and talk about the quarterback, Connor Wigman, who is having a phenomenal sophomore campaign there for Texas A&M right now. Uh, one of the more proficient passers in the SEC thus far through three games. What has been the feeling around Aggieland in regard to Connor Wigman as he embarks on this sophomore campaign? Well, one thing I can tell you is he is really, really good. And it's great to kind of see that for Aggie fans. You know, it's one of those, we saw him in a handful of games last season, but you didn't really know what you had. And you're starting to really figure out what we got in Connor Wigman. And he is a dang good football player. I um, mean, he has just looked really good so far this year. Um, one of the interceptions he threw, the, um, obviously, you know, Auburn, Auburn fans just can, are going to look at the numbers. One of them, he had a nice wide Smith. receiver slipped. Yeah. Yes. The wide receiver fell down. It yeah. should have been a completion actually. And yeah. somewhat of a, of a big completion. So, yeah. you know, that was a play where, you know, the, the numbers I think are even better. He's had a few drops um, that have kind of bit him, but I mean, his completion percentage with about four drops is still over 70. His numbers are great. 
He looks calm in the pocket. And the other thing I'll tell you is he can use his legs better than people give him credit for. He's athletic and he can run the ball. And that's one thing I talked about on Locked on Aggies for tomorrow's show is I think that can be a way that he can kind of break a few plays against Auburn is get outside of the pocket and use his legs because it's going to be a battle between the Auburn DBs and the Texas A&M wide receivers. A lot of NFL talent between those two groups. Yeah. So you're going to see Wigman, I think, you know, kind of bail out of the pocket. Oh, you know, um, DJ James has Evan Stewart covered up. I'm going to, I'm going to just take off and get seven yards. So everything I've seen from Connor Wigman thus far, I've been extremely impressed with. And I think he's going to be a, a player that you see taken early in an NFL draft and you see playing on Sundays in the next couple of years. I've been really impressed. Yeah, actually, when I uh, talked about this game earlier this week on our show, I was complimenting Connor Wigman, and he was a guy who I talked about could potentially be an X factor for Texas A&M with the ability for him to escape the pocket. Disciplined pass rush, I think, is going to be crucial for Auburn in order to be able to keep that offense under wraps. Um, The other portion of the offense, of course, you've talked about the talented wide receivers, and I don't think uh, there's much that needs to be said in addition to what we already know about that, other than questions about maybe some health, right? We had some guys that were banged up in the last game. I know uh, Noah Thomas and uh, I think Evan Stewart were both dealing with some injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Where do they sit right now as far? Have they been practicing this week? Do they feel like they're going to be a full go? I think uh, I heard Jimbo Fisher said that he expects both of them to play. Where are they sitting right now? You know, I, um, when Evan Stewart will be out there, I can, I can tell you that confidently. Um, coach Fisher said that I haven't coach Fisher. One thing, Hugh freeze. I, like I said, I, this week I've been listening to some of his pressers, which I appreciate, you know, doing what we do for a living. He he'll, he's honest with you. Yeah. He'll tell you what's going on. Coach Fisher. He, he likes to keep it a little, you know, you know close to his chest. And, um, so I don't have a, a great update for you on Noah Thomas, but I mm-hmm. can tell you, I'm very confident. Evan Stewart's going to be out there on Saturday. Noah Thomas. He's gotten hurt multiple times this year. He's left games. He's been in and out of the game. He's a tough kid. Um, I hope he's out there for for the Aggies. I really do, but I'm not sure on him. I haven't heard an update on him, you know, recently. And like I say, practice, we don't, you know, we don't know anything. They just don't do a great job telling you. But Evan Stewart will be out there. A lot of the players that didn't play last week against Louisiana Monroe, Bryce Foster, uh, our our talented center, um, some of the other players are going to be out there. But Noah Thomas is the one player that I do have concerns about. And, you know, you need him out there. Big six foot six target goes up a lot, you know, big playability. So I hope he's out there, but I, I really, I don't know about him. Everybody else that's banged up, I'm pretty confident we'll see out there on Saturday. Okay. All right. Well, definitely looking forward to seeing who suits up for the Aggies coming up this Saturday. Uh, guys don't know you are listening to the Auburn Express. You got Ike Jones in here with Andrew Stefaniak from Locked On Aggies talking about the upcoming matchup between Auburn and Texas A&M down in College Station. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Andrew, we've already taken a minute to talk about offense. Let's flip it over to the other side and talk about the defensive side of the football. And 
you know, it's it's difficult to turn on film and watch Texas A&M and not see Shamar Turner go out there and flash on your screen. Uh, outside of him, though, who are the players that Auburn fans are going to say to themselves, man, that kid right there, he's tough, and he really can give the, you know teams problems when they line up on Saturdays? You know, um, it, it's funny. And one thing that people need to know about Texas A&M, and, and it's a narrative that I push on my show all the time, is there is so much talent on this football team. For sure. Now, what does talent turn into? You know, that's a story for another day. Right. Um, but, but yeah, and that's why I keep saying this is going to click. At some point, this will click. And, you know, if you're an Auburn fan, if you're a fan of a team coming up on Texas A&M schedule, you just got to hope it's not against your team. Because the talent on this defense is there to where they're going to have games where they play well. Hmm. Um, they're going to have games where they don't. Against Miami, the secondary got cooked all yeah. game long. But, you know, one thing, I will say this, and I've been knocking the Texas A&M defensive coordinator, uh, DJ Durkin, a lot this week. And frankly, I think it's deserving. He does not like to pressure the quarterback. He, hmm. he, he just doesn't do it. And I, I joked um, you know, and said, I mean, it's almost like he doesn't like sacks. It's almost, he doesn't like them because he does not, he, they send three or four and that is it. He never sends big time pressures. And I think if you give Thorne time in the pocket, he, you know, even with the wide receiver room that I'm not sold on for Auburn, he's going to pick you apart. And so, but you know, specifically players to watch out for two names. And, and you know, I, 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 Mike G, I heard, heard these names and was kind of a little kind of curious um, as to why I said these names. So I kind of want to, I want to get out here and explain my reasoning for saying these two names, but Walter Nolan and Fadil Diggs. Okay. Walter Nolan, um, defensive lineman, more of an interior defensive lineman, big, strong, talented kid. The numbers are okay so far this year. Um, you know, aren't going to jump off the sheet at you, but the talent is there. And, and like I said, it's it just, he's going to have his games. He's going to have his plays where he just creates havoc for an offensive line. He uh, hits a running back hard and creates a fumble. Fadil Diggs is the most talented pass rusher the Aggies have. Now, you look at the numbers, and it's not going to back that statement. The numbers will not back that statement. You just have to know what he's done in the past to know that he is a talented pass rusher that can get after the quarterback when you know, they kind of send a whole bunch of guys. It's not easy to get after the quarterback when there's only three guys you know, going. And so I think that what I'm kind of hoping – is that Coach Durkin looked back at that tape against Miami and said, huh, we got no pressure. Maybe I should send some pressure. Will that happen? I don't know. But I'm really hoping it does because the talent is there to get after the quarterback. And if you get after the quarterback, he makes mistakes. It's easier on your secondary. Right, right. So right. those are the two guys on the defensive line I would say to watch out for. And the one guy in the secondary is a, 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 a corner named Josh DeBerry, transferred from Boston College. Had a great game to start the season. And then against Miami, you know, he got a little bit burnt. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you, I don't know how much of it is on these players because there's no pressure. So Josh DeBerry's the guy in the secondary, and the Walter Nolan and Fadil Diggs are your, your guys on the D-line and, and, and the guys who should be getting pressure. Okay. All right. Well, definitely we'll be looking out for those names come Saturday. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit then about – the advantages. I think that, you know, it's clear that you're high on the quarterback, right? So we think, you know, the talented Auburn secondary, talented AM wide receiver core, but where are the places, either offense or defense, you can do both if you'd like to, that you feel as if Texas AM definitely has, you know, advantage on their side with this and they can take advantage of Auburn in these ways. 
you know, it's kind of funny, and it's why this matchup is so exciting. But this is one of those games where it's advantage on advantage, frankly. Um, you know, I think that Texas A&M, going into the season, one of the biggest concerns was could the Aggies stop the run? And so far, they've done a good job stopping the run. And Auburn, I just looked. I don't know if you – Auburn leads the SEC in rushing right now. Um, at Yeah, 647 yards. They're about 30 yards ahead of Tennessee leading the SEC in rushing yards and yards per game. Which um, I didn't know that because you know, I actually did not know that either because I yeah, feel like I looked we haven't up. run the ball particularly it, well. So and I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, Drake West Hunter really hasn't even gotten going yet, and they're yeah. leading the SEC in rushing. That's a little scary. But you know, I looked at this, and it's I think that it's Auburn's talented rushing attack versus Texas A&M's front seven that has done a good job so far stopping the run. So to me, it's like that's not an advantage. I think for either side, I think it kind of cancels itself out. Hmm. Then, you know, Texas A&M has one of the best wide receiver trios. I mean, there's four of them that are great. And, you know, I mean, going against an Auburn secondary full of NFL talent and Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James and all these guys to where it's like, I don't see an advantage there for either side. So I think both teams' strengths are kind of canceled out by the other teams. You know, the the counterpart to those strengths being the other team's strengths. So... I, so I guess my point then would be it's going to have to come down to the Texas A&M offensive line. Um, it's a unit that once again, like the stop and the run was a big question mark going into this season, but they've been good. They haven't been great. They've been good. And I know that pass rush has been, you know, a bit of a question for, for Auburn. I know that, you know, stop um, Auburn hasn't been great in, in the pass rush, the defensive line in depth. There's a question mark for the Auburn Tigers. And mm-hmm. I think that you can take advantage of that with your offensive line full of big, strong offensive linemen. And I don't think, you know, the Auburn Tigers have seen an offensive line quite like a Texan M's yet. I mean, I, I, I can't speak on how big Cal's offensive line is. I don't know if it's massive or not, but I'm pretty confident that UMass's and right. um, Sanford's O-line, you know, isn't going to be, in any way near what the offensive line is for Texas A&M. Now you could, you know, flip side, you could make that same argument for Auburn, you know, Texas A&M's defensive line going against Auburn's offensive line because the only real team they've played is Miami. But I think that Connor Wigman and offensive line plays are your two real opportunities to have an advantage over the Auburn Tigers. Hmm. Okay. So in regard to pass protection and, and the run game or more so in the pass pro? More so in, in, yeah, that's a great point. More so in pass pro, they have not been good moving the football on the ground. That's been a big problem for Texas A&M. I, and that's funny. They're like, I think they were 12th in the SEC in rushing. Wow. They just haven't run the ball well. And that's not, and that's against not great, you know, opponents. It's like, you would think, well, they didn't run it great against Miami. And then the game script led to them having to throw the football, but like, they're not putting up a ton of yards against New Mexico and Louisiana Monroe. So you know, there's a lot to, and I've talked a lot about it on my show. Balance is going to be the name of the game. I think for both teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and that, that's just obviously a big football term, but you want to have balance and Texas A&M, you, you know, you, it's going to create opportunities for you if you're able to run the football. If you're not, it's going to be really easy for that secondary to kind of, kind of pick on the receivers and pick on Connor Wigman. So I think you have to try to run the football and I don't know if the Aggies are going to be able to do it. That's going to be one of the biggest storylines for this football game well i am uh hoping that you know as an auburn fan that the defense can stand up and and make 
Texas A&M be imbalanced. But uh, from the opposite perspective, what are the things that you worry the most about? When you look at Auburn, you say, man, this this guy, this unit, this, you know, we've talked about the defensive secondary, but you feel like you've got good wide receivers. So maybe a neutralization there. Is there any other thing that you look at and you say, hey, we've got to do better here or Auburn could, this could get away from us here? Uh, I think that both quarterbacks for Auburn ability to use their legs. Mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne, I, hey, I, give him credit. He was moving on Saturday. I, you know, Sneak, I, was watching, I call him sneaky athletic. He's you sneaky. know who he reminds me of? I think this is a good comp. He's not as fast as this guy, but it's, I think it's a good comp. Is a, he's a little Stetson Bennett-esque okay. in the way that he's not. Now, Stetson Bennett's quicker than, than right. Peyton Thorne, but everyone always said, you know, wow, you watch the tape and he's, he doesn't look that fast, then you get out here and then he's flying by you. Right. I think uh, Thorne is kind of similar in that way, not as fast as Bennett, but I think similar in that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I compare him a lot to Jared Stidham, actually. Jared Stidham, you know, the, the mobility was yeah. kind of like, oh wow. Okay. Well. I still remember some of those plays where he would pull it, pull it out of out of the running backs. And, um, you know, he'd he'd pull it from the running back and go. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, man, I remember he had a big play like that against Georgia. Right. Um, yeah. where he ran it. Yeah, and that's another good comp too. And that, that's I think that's that's better because I think the speeds are more more accurate there. Um, but I think that, you know, the quarterback's abilities to use their legs is going to be the, you know, the Aggies really haven't seen a ton of that yet. I mean, Miami, right. you know, Van Dyke, he's a pocket passer. He's For not sure. running the football on you. And frankly, he didn't need to. All he had to do was throw it. Yeah. So I think that if Texas A&M is somehow able to lock down the Auburn receivers, do I think that's going to happen? No, but let's say that were to happen that is when the legs of Thorne and Ashford, I think, could come in and bite the Aggies in the behind because I, you know, I do think they can get out and you know get out and out of the pocket and run the football a little bit. And the Aggies haven't seen it yet. I heard Coach Fisher, you know, he um, talked about how he's kind of prepping for it and they're working on it. And so, you know, it's definitely on the on the forefront of the mind of the coaching staff. But right. still, when you get into the game, what's that going to look like? So that's definitely a concern for me. And then I'm going to have to bring it back up, but it just the passing attack. I'm not the biggest believer in Auburn's wide receivers. Um, I like Jay Fair. I'm a, I'm a big Shane Hooks guy. I, I like his size. I like his ability there, but I'm not sold on the unit as a whole. So, you know, will they be able to get open? If they're able to get open, which ladies and gentlemen, listening, Louisiana Monroe's receivers were getting open. So right. <laughs> I think you're going to see some Auburn receivers running open, but if if they are, I think that's that de- that definitely scares me, especially if you're not getting pressure on Thorn. Right. Um. And then the last thing I was going to say is Rivaldo Fairweather scares me. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it. Just his name scares me. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about him because it freaks me out. Yeah, he is definitely a matchup nightmare for anybody, uh, and that has been the case when he was at FIU, and it continues to be the case thus far this season. Uh, just a a, a guy that is difficult to figure out how to put someone on him that can keep him contained because he's just so good in a lot of different ways. All right. Again, this is the Auburn Express. I am in here with my guy, Andrew Stefaniak. He is with Locked on Aggies. And it is time, Andrew, if you want to, I want you, you know, I know you've been doing some prediction talk on your show, uh, but do you, you have a score prediction or a way that you kind of see this game going? You know, I still think the Aggies win this one. And okay. I'll, I'll give this to, to all you Auburn fans listening here. I'll give you, I, I, I think that we are catching Auburn at a great time. Mm. 
I would not want to catch Auburn in three or four weeks because I think they're getting better every week. And, and the fact that you're getting them in Kyle Field, you know, in, in College Station makes me feel a lot better about this. I would not feel good going to Auburn right now, especially what we saw last year. So um, I think the Aggies win this one. I don't think they cover. The line seven and a half last time I saw it. So Simmons still there. I think the Aggies win this one. I've said 24-17. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be kind of one of those, oh, you know, in like in, in, in an NFL game. Everyone's like, well, it's going to be a shootout. It's the uh, Chargers Chiefs. But you're like, well, but it's a conference. And then that, you know, and there's not a ton of scoring. I think it could be that type of thing where it's like it's SEC West game, first one of the year. Everybody's throwing punches. And it could be kind of a, a, a game where – the teams don't score as much as we anticipate. So I'm going 24-17 Aggies. Auburn covers the spread. And I, 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 like I said, I am scared of Auburn. I'm glad we're playing them when we do. I would not want to play them later in the year. Yeah, I think that's a respectable uh, score prediction. I, too, think that it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't know that uh, either offense is humming on all cylinders right now. Um, and the defenses, I think are good for both teams. So you're going to see a lot of punch counter punch. And to me, the story is going to be who takes care of the ball the best. Uh, the Aggies have not given the ball up a lot. Auburn's taking the ball away quite a bit, but Auburn's also had a lot of turnovers this year. So uh, if, if, you know, whichever team I think takes care of the ball, the best is going to be the team that comes out victorious and watch out for the field goal kicking in this game. I think it's going to be very crucial. Two very good field goal kickers, I think, in this game going to be out there. And so I think there's going to be some strategy involved in do you kick the field goal, do you go for it on fourth down type of stuff happening in this game as well. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Andrew, man. I uh, want to give the audience an opportunity. If they want to hear more of what you got going on, where can they find you? Yeah, Auburn fans, if you're interested in, in what's going on in this ball game or Wanna wanna hear my my thoughts more on the Aggie side of things? You can head on over to Locked On Aggies wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube and and you know hear this ball game from the other side. Yep. And what about social media if they want to follow you and maybe uh, hopefully they won't send you any crazy tweets and yeah to... yeah no crazy <laughs> tweets. Well, you can send them on the YouTube comments. I'll accept some crazy tweets on on the YouTube comments. I've already had a couple Auburn fans greet me with some pleasantries, so I appreciate that. Um, but. Yeah, um, the Auburn fans have been great. I'm kidding. They've been very kind and, and you know, talking in, in, in the YouTube comments. But you can follow me at Andrew Stefaniak on Twitter, and you can follow the show at Locked on Aggies on Twitter. All right. Well, that is all. We appreciate you very much, Andrew, for jumping in here. Of course, we are the Auburn Express. You can get with us wherever you listen to podcasts, and hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day wherever you are out there. We'll be back at you with more coverage of your Auburn Tigers. Uh, you can follow us at The War Report. You can follow me at TWR Ike Jones. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle.